Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you. Well, actually not, but should be coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal where we Blake. Mate. And it's brought to you with the incredibly dubious support of the Greenhouse and Land Speed Records and, of course, our great sponsors, Audio Technica. So get online with the Greenhouse with people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And... Once more, and we can say that the, the uh, negotiations with his people have actually picked up because joining us from somewhere in the Mediterranean is our special guest star, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lanevez. Matthew? Ah, oh, gentlemen, how good is it to bask in the glory of just the most comfortable win we've ever had for the last nine days? Um, Ten points, yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, my, my agent wasn't taking phone calls and uh, suddenly... Uh, I fired that agent, got a new agent, and now, uh, yeah, we've negotiated and I'm back on board. So, quite literally. Um, but um, Who's, who's, who's your new bit. agent, Isaac Moses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm going to be playing for Manly by the end of the season. Oh, awesome. um, oh right. Yeah, nice. With old Seeds. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, you'll have a spot in the back. top. You'll have a top 30 spot. There's no guarantee you'll you'll get on the field, but he'll, he'll get you in there somehow. No, there there are no guarantees in rugby league. You know that, Blake. No. But we're in the top four, and we're we're one or two wins away from guaranteeing being in the top eight, which is great. Yeah, I think the, I think the yeah. top eight. I think the top eight say a, a done deal at this point. But yeah, top four looms, and look, we got some um, some very winnable games coming up. But of course, we know with the Raiders, um, every game is is potentially a banana skin. But you know, this this week we've got uh, what on paper looks to be a, a very tough. Um, game against the Warriors, but you know, I'll give us a chance. But we, we should before we start talking about the game against the Warriors, we should go into the news. We should. The news, of course, brought to you by the good people down there at Impact Comics. Yeah. Um so the first bit of news, the Colonel. We've signed the Colonel. Ethan Sanders. He signed on for two years. Um <laughs> one of the, the most highly rated um young halves in the game in, in New South Wales or you know the country. Um, he won the SG Ball Grand Final with Parramatta Eels this year, and um, he was about to match in that game. And he also just played, of course, in the uh, under 19s State of Origin game um, last week. And he's yeah, huge prospect, great coup for the players. It's been talked that's going to be happening for a while, but um, yeah, yeah. we finally got the news that came through. And and look, so he's two year deal starting in 2025. But the report in the City Morning Herald suggested that um, the Eels may be prepared to let him go. A year early because there wouldn't be much um, to be gained for them developing him for another year, only for him to leave anyway. But uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on this signing? Um, I'm pumped, man. Like I, I, I remember reading those articles when you know it was Parramatta and Penrith trying to chase him, and then I did a little bit of digging, and there was actually six clubs interested in him um, last year. And having spoken to a couple of the people on the coaching staff at the club, they're ecstatic to get him because he's a He's a well-rounded um, halfback that you can build a team around, kind of in the Cleary mold, they say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, actually, one of the staff at the Raiders told me he's very similar to Moses when he came on board. Like his skill set is way above most of the people in his age group and just his ability to be able to manage the game. So, you know, if you read the article on the weekend, it talks about kicking the corners defensively strong. And, you know, clearly um, we've targeted him and, and we've actually now got someone um, which we could probably build a club around, hopefully, you know, moving forward. But to be able to now go after two or three of the most highly rated juniors in the country, if you add Chevy Stewart, you add Trey Mooney to that list, mm-hmm. and to be able to get them on board, this is probably our biggest signing since um, the late, great um, Mulholland left. So I, I really believe that um, the club's probably going in the right direction. And you know me, man, I'm always about, um, you know, the entire club as a whole. And I feel like I feel like we're... we're we're really in a good space now. So I'd like to see him wear green next year and and um, see how he goes in reserve grade. Mm. Mm. I must admit, I am exceptionally excited about this. That's just got to be a good thing for the club at the moment. And, you know, we need all that sort of stuff. You know, with Jack going, it's really nice to have some great news in signing, you know, and someone's got a lot of longevity in them. Watching how well Chevy Stewart's been doing, you know, mm-hmm. having another another bloke come on board with the same, you know, level of skill, that's got to be exciting for the future. Now we've just got to give them a base to really spring off. Yeah, he looked good in the yeah, um, I mean, New South Wales. Sorry, mate. No, no, no. I was just uh, probably about to say something very similar to you, mate, and I should be jumping in. It's all right. He, you go. I was just going to say the same thing, mate. New South Wales state of origin. He looked he looked fantastic. And the combination that he had with um, our mate who got man of the match, Ethan Strange, and also... Mm-hmm. You know, we had Chevy Stewart at the back who was playing up a couple of age groups. So it's 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 really nice to see that combination between, you know, a bit of a spine coming in there. Um, so I'm I'm super excited to see him continue to flourish. Yeah, look, obviously it's a, it's a good recruitment strategy to try and sign um, these young blokes, you know, at a young age and, and bring them through. And uh, I listened to the um, Raiders Pathway podcast a few weeks ago and um, they were talking with Joel Carbone and, and a couple of the other guys at the club and, one of the things that um, they say to these young guys is that there's an actual path um, for them to play first grade, you know, and there's a plan for them to play first grade. And obviously, you know, if you look at someone like um, Ethan Sanders, well, he's behind um, Moses and he's behind Brown at Parramatta. And, you know, if he went to Penrith, yeah. he's going to be behind Cleary. And all those guys are still going to be around for a long time. So he might have to bite his time, you know, whereas mm. we've got Jamal Fogarty. He's doing a great job at, at seven, but he's not, you know... He's maybe only got another couple, two or three years, you know. What's he now, 29? Yeah. I, could, I yeah, mean, yeah. who knows? Who knows? He could play for another four or five years because, I mean, a bit like Cody Walker, the thing about um, Jamal Fogarty is because he's only really come into top grade, you know, at the age of 26, 27. Mm. He doesn't have as many miles on his clock, you know, as as some players, younger mm-hmm. players, like a Jared Croker, like a Wade Graham, you know, those guys who at 32 are pretty, you know, yeah. are pretty run down. I've already played yeah. 200, 250 yeah. plus games. The thing about um, Fogarty too, he's, you know, he could play both sides of the field, but he's really adapted quite well to playing on the right-hand side. Mm. Um, so there's no reason, you know, he couldn't, I guess, mentor um, Colonel Sanders until, you know, maybe they could even start playing together for a year or two and then you start to transition. It's, the, the, the days of having a straight-out halfback and a straight-out 5-8 are pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've kind of got it now. We've kind of got it now at the moment. Well, when we're playing our best, we've got it. Mm. Yeah, when we're playing our best, <laughs> now, Jamal Fogarty's running the club. But, you know, look at what the Cowboys have done. They've kind of fashioned, you know, Tommy Dearden into a 5-8 and now he's yep. playing fantastic. So there's definitely... Um, times when you know you look at these players and they're 
And I used to be a halfback that kind of played a little bit 5-8 role. I mean, Kiri and Walker, you know, there's all kinds of different examples across yeah, the year, so. Yeah, some of the talk um, after this signing I saw from sort of, you know, disgruntled Parramatta fans and, and the fact that Parramatta um, podcasts and blogs and everything are, are really upset to see him go. Um, tells you a yeah. lot, but they're like, you know, it's the old Ricky's the destroyer of halves and everyone remembers you know, <laughs> him, him well, not that, getting that, on with Noddy. That's rubbish, in. isn't it, Blake? I that's rubbish, isn't I don't, it? I don't agree with it at all because have a look at Jamal Fogarty. You know, he's in career best form. He was a journeyman. He came mm. here. They, the, Essentially, the Titans were prepared to let him go because they went all in on Toby Sexton. But look, he's if he's not the most improved halfback in the comp this year, he's, he's close to it. I mean, I know people... Immediately say Sean Johnson, but Sean Johnson was already a superstar who's gotten back yeah. to his best, you know. But in terms of someone yeah. from where they started this time last year to where they're at, he's improved as much as anyone. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, one of, the, he's, he's a... one of the form halves in the competition. Yeah, simple as that. I know we just don't, you just don't get the press outside of Canberra, so not many people are really aware of it. But I, I, I honestly believe like he's the main reason why we're in the top four. I mean, we've got a great forward yep. pack, and we always have had a good forward pack. But the difference between getting down the other end. And then bombing on the fifth tackle, which we did for years, mm-hmm. and and then obviously we had a good little green patch with Caesar and Williams for a little while. But but just the consistency that I think Fogarty's putting in, his his kicking game has just come leaps and bounds. And you know if if Queensland were to lose a couple of um, halfbacks, I said that he was. And, close uh, that. <laughs> I know you said that last, and then I don't think anyone's even mentioned his name. No. I just find no. it staggering. No, well, like I was at I was at Origin. Young Ezra Mam and yeah. I take Fogarty over Mam every day of the week. Of course, I was at um, yep. Origin last week, and uh, I was up very, very. High. I was in the absolute um, highest seat. By the time I got to my seat, like I had heart palpitations and um, head spins, and I wasn't sure if that was from vertigo or I was just so out of breath. But uh, I had a, you know, it was an interesting perspective to be that high up, and you saw some things really well, and other things was at times it's hard to work out which player was which. But you could really see the height of the kicks from up there. And no, it was the interesting thing in that Origin game. No one there can put up a bomb like Jamal Fogarty. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only people that really can, I guess, are Cleary and um, Burton. Yeah, Burton. Burton. Yeah, there's no one else that's that's putting the, the height of the kicks. And those the height of those kicks, I think, you know, we'll cover it a bit later. Are potentially going to be a big factor for us Look, uh, in New Zealand. Question for you though, Blake, is this? With the signing of Colonel Sanders, and I think we can accept now that Colonel is going to be the nickname. You're not going to forward. push against that one? No, 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 no. I actually quite liked I want to push against you in general because you're an idiot, but I actually liked that one. So we're going to go with the Colonel. Um, with the signing of the Colonel, I think we can now write off Wellsby. I think we can pretty much safely say we'll put Eric's in this basket. But, but I don't know about that because we're, we're signing the Colonel on you know, probably 300 or we've got, I'm sure it's not minimum. I'm sure we've offered him a little bit more to be able to get him I, down here. But to get him down Wellesby's, here, I bet it's not minimum at all. I think he'll be on top dollar. Like 400 or something. But Wellsby's, yeah. he, he's more he's more a fullback who can play 5A. Yeah, where, I'd play Wellsby at fullback. Where, where the Colonel's an out-and-out seven from what I've been told. Like he is, yeah. if we ended up with him and Fogarty in the side, Fogarty's the one who's probably going to end up Go being a bit more of a running role. Like the Colonel is, is a, from what I'm told, is a complete, um, seven that you like a traditional seven. Well, then he's come to the right coach in Ricky Stewart. You know, well, it depends was who you talk to. Utter traditional seven on that. But you've got mail about Lachlan Lamb. Like, no, I don't have mail. I just still think that Lachlan Lamb is is a possibility of of coming next year. I don't think. I think that um, 
that Sanders is is still a long term prospect, you know, and, and they'll probably look at him definitely playing cup again next year and building his combination with Chevy Stewart, who yeah. didn't had a bit of a mixed night, I got to say, in the New South Wales. Yeah, I know. Especially in defence. Yeah, he had a bit yeah. of a mixed, mixed night. Um, but I th- I still wouldn't be surprised if Lachlan Lamb joins the club next year, and and one of the reasons why, um, as much as you know, Manly of course put out the list of all the the, the players that they have and what management mm-hmm. stable they are linked to. Interestingly enough, um, Sam Ayub does not have a single player at Manly. And Sam Ayub also apparently is very reluctant to send his players to West Tigers because he's worried that they will go backwards and not develop. But one club that Sam Ayub has very strong links to is the Canberra Raiders. There's half a dozen Sam Ayub clients at the Raiders. And it's Lockie Lamb. And Lock and Lamb is Sam Ayub. Yeah. And Ricky and Sam have a long relationship. They've had some ups and downs, I've got to say, along the way. Um, you know, there was a bit of stuff with the club and Sam Ayub during the Milford saga. And then more recently, um, Jamie Salmon is a um, Sam Ayub client as well. But I, I still think Lock and Lamb is, is a strong chance to come here, um, which kind of leads... I think we will probably... Yeah, after you, mate. No, no, okay. Sorry. I was going to say, I think we will probably have to sign someone because if you think about... Sanders isn't probably going to be ready next year. We all know that. No. And then Schneider's gone away, and we'll talk about that. We'll yeah. it in the run sheet here for later. But if our answer to Jack leaving was playing Matt Frawley at 5'8", um, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen Schneider playing Frawley at 5'8". We all kind of saw um, his deficiency in defence against St. George, and that was just yep. on. Oh, it was clammy. Um, it was clammy. It was it, yeah. having Jack White and, and Jared Croker defending together was, you know, it was lunacy. And I think, you know, Ricky got yeah. a bit too cute. But, yeah, so Brad Schneider. You mean, um, sorry, you mean Matt Frawley and Jared Croker? Yeah. You said Jack White. Oh, sorry. Jack. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. He got Jack back on. Definitely not. I just, no, I they, just had to, they, had to, they had to They had to. drag um, They had to drag Matt Frawley off and, and move Jack. And, and look, the Jack the 13 experiment, um, you know, it probably won't happen again. We've all been wanting it to happen. And not to say that in itself was a terrible thing, although he did come off the field pretty gassed. Um, much quicker than I thought he would, but to have two guys who aren't great defenders defending together, you know, is, yep. is always is always a disaster. Um, Brad Schneider, I actually, I actually love I actually love seeing Jack at thirteen. Dude. I know defensively we got weaker more than attacking got stronger, but I really yep. like seeing him running behind the ruck, just taking the ball and taking those hard runs. Were you surprised how quickly just... he came off? Because I was, uh, and then I heard apparently he was people at the ground or whatever said he was like begging to come off. Oh, really? After 20 minutes, yeah, he was like waving to the, you know, I've got to come off, we've got to come off. And then we ended <laughs> up having um, Starling play huge minutes at 13, which probably didn't work didn't work either. Um, but Brad Schneider, he's gone to Hull Kingston Rovers. It's, it's, a, it's a lone move at this stage. He played his first game last weekend and he was outstanding. He was, it was a man of the match performance. He kicked a winning field yeah. goal. He scored a try. Um, you know, <laughs> great to see. Great to see. Uh, How about three months ago, we'd never had a Raider kick a field goal to win a game. Now we've had Fogarty kick a couple. And then Schneider goes over in his first game. He slots on over and you see all the Hulk AR guys running up to congratulate him. He hadn't even been in that country for a week. I know. I know. It's incredible. Yeah, no, good good on him. But I think he's over there on loan for this year. But I imagine... Um, if you know everything goes well, Hull will, will want to want to sign him on. I'd say I say mm. I don't think there's an option for him to come back if we've got an injury crisis. But look, he was uncontracted yeah. for next year. If we were going to keep mm-hmm. him for next year, he would have been signed by now. And the fact that we've now signed, um, you know, 
Sanders. I think, I, think, I think the Schneider era is over. But he, look, he's a great guy, great player, and we, we wish him all the mm-hmm. best. Another player that's rumoured to be going to um, the UK Super League is Peter Holler. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, is this the Lenebez curse? Someone, T-Mac said there's the Lenebez curse. Any player that you, you like... That I like. Breaks the or leaves. I like Peter Holler because a mate of mine is up in the, the, the Cowboys sort of system and he rated him highly and didn't want him to go and now he's leaving. And then my old mate, Danny Levi, we've all heard bad news about him as well. So. Yeah. Oh, God. Although Sammy Vellamai is killing it, the cows, guys. Like, he's run for 180 metres on the regular. Like... Yeah, he's still he's still a bit dubious in defence, but yeah, no, I love I love Sammy. He's really good, but yeah, no, you do have a curse there, Matthew. There's yeah. no question about it. Peter Peter Holler, okay, well, uh, Peter Holler, I hate all of our favourite players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, well, can you get some favourite players on another team? Like Reece, can Reese yeah, Walsh be yeah. a new favourite player? No, 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 yeah, no. Really? I want I want I want uh, Johnson to be a new favourite player <laughs> this week. Yeah, so yeah. Sean Johnson and Tucker Harris. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Adam Fanua Blake. You know, get on board. Yeah. So, but Peter Holler to the UK, look, he's, again, he's kind of a bit of a depth player. We need to turn out, one of the things we said a few weeks ago on our, on our very highly rating recruitment and retention special, one of our best um, listens, amount of listens, Tim, for the year was the, the recruitment retention special. Do you know what's been the lowest um, listened to episode recently? Mm. The episode that I titled Return of the Pork. People switched <laughs> that one off in droves. Right, <laughs> right. Right. I might have to call okay. this one return. I might call this one return of Matt and see if that see if that boosts gets more listeners yeah. than yeah. return of the book. No, I think I think the ambush is probably better. The ambush is probably better. Sorry for, too. You know, like obviously Peter Holler didn't get many chances in first grade. He must have played three no. or four games. No, he, he, played played, year, he didn't I mean, play three or four Matt. He didn't play three or four games. He played one game at the start of the year. One. Yeah. Against the Broncos, where he didn't get off the bench. We discussed this in the last episode that you went there. It was no, the one where we went last year. No, he didn't play any last year. Well, I don't think he's debuted. But I guess he de- he played he debuted against the Dragons. He played ten minutes. That's right. And prior and to that, near the end of the and game. prior to that last year, I've been mean, prior to that early this year, he got selected against the um, Broncos. He didn't get off the bench. So yeah, yeah well, I think it's best for him to move on. Fallen behind Sami Solo and Adam Ariotta, yeah. and there's a few and jumping in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny Levi, we sort of touched on it then, but he's broken his jaw again, the poor bloke. Um, if there's good news, it's not the same break. It's actually a different different spot. Uh, but it's safe to say that's that's him gone for the season. There were rumours um, that he would be potentially moving to the UK um, mm-hmm. this year, back to the UK, uh, but that's definitely not going to happen now. And um, they're also in the same story that said that um, we've signed Sanders in the Sydney Morning Herald, it said that we've re-signed Danny Levi for next year. But I think that there was an option in his contract for next year and maybe that option's just been taken up. I don't think we've like extended him beyond next year, but it looks like mm. we've taken up his option because he probably doesn't well, have... That could be, that could be a goodwill thing. I mean, I, I oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, I think it is. You know? But interestingly, um, the other thing that happened on the weekend was that Trevelyan finally came back from injury and uh, and played. And I'll be interested to see how well he goes because obviously he's he's been the great white hope for Hooker for a fair while now, but he hasn't been able to get on the field. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of hype on Adrian Trevelyan and I wouldn't mind just talking about this a little bit. We've heard that he's a highly rated junior, but a lot of um, Raiders um, influences would have you believe that he's the next coming of 
Cam Smith. We don't actually know that he is or not. Like none of us have really seen. No, but what, what have you, what have you seen? What have you when actually I seen Joel from him? Carbone about him, he said unquestionably, and this was, you know, this time last year, he said unquestionably he's the best hooker in the club. Right. That's what he said. And it was right. just a matter of him getting on the field. And, right. and you know, I talked to another couple of players who also rated him and said he just needs to get on the field. And yeah. he is on the field. So let's hope he does live up to those things because, gee, wouldn't it be good in amongst all of this to have one of the people we loved coming down here live up to expectations and all of a sudden not only get the colonel coming down but have Trevelyan back on the field, you know, it could be the launch of something very, very big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great having all these young prospects, but I still remember after the um, first year of the Toyota Cup, when we won mm. we the grand final there, um, Andrew John said, oh, look, the Raiders are going to win the comp in the next four or five years. There's no guarantees, are there? They're all these guys will kick on. But you hope for the best and you can only sign the best young talent that's available. But there's no guarantees well, with any. arguably, arguably, if Campo's knee doesn't go in that match, he might have been right. Yeah, we'll never know. I was just going to say, you know, obviously the difference between age group football and, and first grade's stark, you know, and, and the size of the bodies goes up, the pace of the play goes up, you've got to be fitter, stronger. But one of the things that we do know is that um, having a hooker with a really strong skill set helps the way that we want to play right now. And we've noticed massively this year, Wolford's pass is, mm-hmm. is actually a lot crisper than our other options. And and when Wolford goes off, there's a big drop off in the way that we attack. It gets a little yeah. clunky. We yeah. don't we don't get to that pivot man at 13 as quickly. And you know, from what I from what I've heard is the reason why the Raiders are really impressed with um, Adrian is because his passing off the deck is just crisp. And yeah. you know, that's the thing I think. Um, not that he's gone on to kill the world, but I think that's the main thing that Reed Marnie's been missed at the Parramatta Eels this year. And I remember watching. Um, Regardless of all the other things that Cameron Smith can do, I remember watching him tear Melbourne, um, tear Manly apart one day at Brookie when he was throwing three meter passes and then thirty meter passes just in the same speed. It's just the the ability to be able to mm. have that pass quickly as possible cannot be understated. Like it's like a quarterback in NFL. Mm. Yeah, he's the guy that touches the ball the most. And I just I'd love to see us with one of the best passing hookers and hopefully this kid gets a shot because he deserves it. Yeah. So there was there was a there was a reason all those years ago that Steve Walters got the nod over Benny Elias when Benny Elias technically had more, you know, tricks in his tool bag than yeah, Steve it was Walters. Benny did. Was a wanker. Got, well, back to <laughs> no, I liked him. But Steve Walters <laughs> had a bullet pass both sides and he put it on people's chest. He was brilliant off the deck. Benny Elias, yeah. Benny Elias is a complete idiot. And all the rest, but my God, he was a good player. I used to go watch him at, at Seaford Oval and he was unbelievable. And you look at, um, you know, 1989, the Tigers were the best team all year and their halves were Gary Freeman and McNeil and both of them were pretty ordinary. That was all about Benny Elias. And he was really the first modern hooker, I think, um, you know, that, that, that we've seen in the modern era a la Cameron Smith where the hooker actually is the main playmaker. But anyway... Yeah, enough, but wasn't it great watching Steve Walters punch him in the face regularly at Origin? <laughs> I think we all enjoyed that. <laughs> I mean, he's an idiot, but he was a brilliant player. Anyone that tries to say he wasn't a good player... Uh... No, no, look, and, and, and one of our great long-time listeners, uh, Craig Norenbergs, um, will tell you that Benny is an awesome bloke to deal with. Yeah, well, you know, they, when they have him on in there on 360 and stuff, he's like... Yeah, <laughs> you just wonder what the hell is going on. Like, he's, he's, he's human clickbait. Sure he's human clickbait. Uh, another mm. bit of news, another bit of injury news, um, and it actually came out of the same New South Wales Cup game um, that uh, Danny Levi broke his jaw in. I 
believe was it the week before Xavier Savage I think it was the week before mm, it was the week before but yeah, they announced yeah. it that week yeah they announced it during the week um hamstring six to eight weeks he's yeah, out they that's, said that's... not before not before round 26 they've made that clear in the injury update so Xavier it's just not been a good year for Xavier hamstring <laughs> and before that jaw yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's been so they're going to shut it they're going to shut him down for the year which is sad for that kid you know because the, the time that he did his hammy was when he was stretching out Making a long run, like he was just starting to get back. Yeah, to, well, Matt Giddo yeah. said that in the in the camera times, I think it was said that it was the best he'd looked all year, and then you know, unfortunately, it happened. Um, another thing, just to cover off quickly, rugby league, the musical, of course, happened last week. It happened the uh, the night after State of Origin. It happened the night of the under tw- under nineteens um, Origin game. But uh, Dennis, um, our good friend Dennis Carnahan, performed to a packed house at the Street Theatre in Canberra, and um, it was a brilliant show. So he's doing some shows um, a bit in a month or so's time at Roselle in Sydney. Um, so if you get a chance, get along. Um, you'll you'll laugh. You'll have a good time. It was great to see some um, great Raiders supporters there, including um, Tony Wood, of course. Had a mm-hmm. chat. To, had a chat yeah. to Tony. Uh, see, life member Raiders life member Tony yeah, Wood. Yeah, never. Yeah. Never on a table up the back near the toilet at the Meninga. Never, never, never. And that's why he'll never sit with you. Yeah, it would be very, no, I will never sit with him because they'll never put me on that table. But he said he'd be very happy to sit on the table with me and that you could print your views on a pineapple, Blake. Uh, And of course, I had had a beer with JB from the Green Machine podcast. He's an awesome fellow as well. So, yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show. So many highlights, of course. Um, That's in Queensland. You can't go past. And the other one that really um, stood out for me was I'd love to have a beer with Dugan to the uh, tune of, of the Slim Dusty classic. There's some good lines about Ricky in there as well. Uh, last bit of news we cover off. David Fafita Watch. This is going to be something we're going to cover in the news every week until, you know, we hear... Should, should we have a sting for this? Like, Fafita Watch <laughs> or something like that? Yeah. Okay, let's do I'll, that. I'll, Fafita Watch. No news. No news. So um, whilst Tino Fasamalawi has um, <laughs> taken up his... taken exercised his option to go to market... Yeah. Um, David Fafita still hasn't, which is kind of interesting because we've seen some interesting backpedaling from the club um, regarding any offer we may or may have not made to David Fafita. Have you noticed that? Because it came out that we'd offered, you know, one a million a year for four years, um, and all of a sudden, no, we haven't actually made that offer because we're not allowed to. So, mm, mm. No, he, he has to exercise his interest in looking around before anyone can say anything to him. Otherwise, it's yeah. tapping up, which yeah. is what I was saying to you. I was very yeah. surprised that ever came out because until yeah. he says he's on the market like Tino has, he's not yeah. on the market. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, let's hear from Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Radish coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> I know in regards to that... Uh, uh, we allow last start against the uh, mighty high-flying dragons there. Uh, fuck me, what a win that was. <clears throat> uh, Ten-point victory, our uh, biggest uh, winning margin of the year. And uh, the boys continue to uh, uh, follow the game plan to uh, uh, to the absolute letter. Uh, now, uh, regular listeners of this segment know what that game plan is by now. And uh, it's truly remarkable how consistent the uh, boys are in carrying it out. So, uh, couldn't be prouder at the moment, and uh, thanks to uh, the Sharkies' uh, bed sheet last weekend, uh, we're now uh, well and truly entrenched in the uh, top four. <clears throat> uh, now, in the top four, one feels we're there to stay now, and uh, 
I think we're probably at the stage now where uh, the Peter Valandis and uh, Andrew Abdo of this world are uh, getting a bit concerned because uh, uh, I'll tell you one thing right now, uh, the Raiders' uh, sheer dominance of this comp, we've won 10 of our last 12 now, we don't look like getting beat, let's be honest, uh, seemingly marching towards our uh, fourth premiership and... Uh, all the other 15 teams seem powerless to stop it. Uh, if you're not a Raiders fan, it's probably all a bit boring and predictable, but uh, uh, if you're a Raiders fan, let's keep riding the wave and uh, keep getting those wins because uh, I just can't see where our next loss is coming from. <coughs> now, in regards to that uh, Warriors game coming up, uh, across the Dutch, uh, they've been in reasonable form. Uh, now, we've got good memories of that uh, ground over there in Auckland. Uh, last time we played there in 2019, we managed to uh, sneak home 46-12 and... Uh, uh, we know what happened uh, that year in 2019 for Smangland GF. So uh, uh, the Warriors uh, hold no fear for uh, for the boys. And uh, let's hope uh, there's a bit of rain about and it becomes a bit of a forwards grind. And uh, uh, the boys can follow the uh, game plan to the letter uh, yet again. <coughs> uh, now in regards to the other bit of uh, exciting news coming out uh, uh, through the week uh, in regards to us uh, signing uh, the uh, young bloke from uh, Parramatta, Ethan uh, Sanders. Uh, uh, grandson of the of the uh, Colonel. Uh, what a signing that is! Uh, it's an exciting bit of news. Go for the club, and uh, let's hope uh, the young bloke can uh, uh, get entrenched in the capital and uh, kick onto a great career. Oh, we know he's he's uh, our uh, granddad to be proud of him. <coughs> uh, so looking forward to the game on Friday night, and I uh, go you uh, green machine. Mm. Danny, big Danny Stewart. He's he a makes- great man. He makes some good points, though, about this game against the Warriors, i got to say. He does. He I, wonder does what Christ- Christmas- I wonder what Christmas would be like at the Stewarts. Danny doesn't get invited. He's currently estranged. Uh, he's, he's currently estranged. You know what happens at Christmas at the Stewarts? Um, like Elliot Whitehead and all the players. Whitehead. Whitehead. All the players that are away. Maybe Elliot goes back for Christmas to the UK this year anyway. But all the sort of the orphans and stuff. Be- he had an orphan's Christmas at his place. For all the players that couldn't yeah, be with their the families. Pictures, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was during nice. that time when everyone was talking about the unrest of the Raiders, and then and then the Raiders put out a photo of Ricky having Christmas with everyone. They're like, everyone. Oh, one other thing. One other thing I forgot. In the news I actually did have in the news, but I didn't cover on. Um, the club has said that should Ricky want to take the New South Wales Origin job, they won't stand his way. As like, there's one caveat though. That if Madge is still at the club, if Madge is still at the club and can step in um, to take the reins during the Origin period, the club will not stand in, in Ricky's way. And I know Ricky is uh, as passionate a New South Wales man as they get. He's absolutely as passionate. He hates Queensland. South Wales man. He he doesn't hate Queensland. He despises and loathes Queensland, and he loves. He bleeds blue. He loves New South. I've got to say, actually, being at the, being at the ground um, last week, you kind of hear these stories about there's no passion amongst blue supporters. It was a dead rubber. There were seventy five thousand people there, exactly, and they were booing Queensland as hard as as when they were re- reading out the names of the various Queensland players. The boo was as loud a boo as I've ever heard um, in my life. So there's plenty of passion amongst the the New South Wales Mate, supporters. That, that's seventy five thousand people. That's you know we can forget about it. It's a narrative that they like to sell, and one side of that narrative likes to play it up because they're on the good side of it. And the other side, it sells papers because it pisses them off. I'm, I yeah, there's no way I I think Queenslanders are more passionate than New South Wales. Yeah. It's just personally a, for me, as, as a passionate State of Origin supporter, um, it wasn't a good year. I'm I'm owing three for the year because I went for New South Wales for the first two games because Hudson Young was <laughs> playing for New South Wales, 
And then yeah. because there was Corey Horsburgh was playing for Queensland, I s- switched allegiances. Yeah, and Freddie <laughs> Sittler dropped Hudson Young for no reason. There's a whole bunch of crap that went on. So, so you're the mock, are you? Are you the mock? Well, maybe I am. Maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Now, Tim, has yep. there been something in, that's annoyed you There's, this week? Uh, look, there there are a number of things that have pissed me off, and you might say they've ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blarko? No. No, I don't. You don't? No, no. I don't. no. Well, look. look bad, bad watermelon? Yeah, bad watermelon is so disappointing. You're looking forward to it again, then it's soggy and it's sort of off, and it's like, no, that's no good. But I'll always take a bad watermelon over a honeydew because honeydews suck. But that's over not a good honeydew. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 not <laughs> honeydew. Honeydew is the um the the seafood extend. What's it called? That seafood extender. Seafood extender. It's, I the, love seafood, seafood it's extender. the seafood extender of fruit salad. Just something they put yeah. in there that's cheap. To put in. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's just dreadful. No, what. What pissed me off, I don't know how many of you were watching the Parramatta versus uh, the Titans match, but in that match, there was an unfortunate incident where RCG, no questions asked, no questions asked, went in clumsily to a tackle and put his knees into the back of the young Titan, right? No question. It was a bad incident. He got sin bin for it. Had, had, get... had a bit of the, the classic BJs about it. It did, it did. But uh, BJ, we knew when he did it, BJ's an idiot, right? No, he's he was just well- so, BJ's so gassed. He just would, you know, anyway. Oh, but but he's a well-credentialed idiot, right? There's there's incidents all throughout BJ's career, right? Just all throughout. But people coming out and having a go at RCG like he is an absolute... It was almost like Andrew Voss was... You know, sorry, not Andrew Voss, like Warren Smith with CHN. Oh, he's going to go punchy any moment. They were like saying, oh, my God, he's got to go. He's the devil incarnate and put him in bloody Hannibal Lecter gear and wheel him out on a trolley. Look, here's the thing about it. It was a bad incident. He deserves to be suspended. But I cannot think of one other thing that RCG has ever done, apart from being a bit of a dick, that would say that he was a dirty player. And the, just the hysteria that you get online, like Matt was saying, you know, like that sort of stuff sells he's got He's got an obscene moustache and he does look a bit like a uh, 1930s strongman. Yeah, that's right. And he does. He does look just like that, doesn't he? Yeah. But he, um, like the two times I've interviewed him, he's been a bit of a pain and I haven't enjoyed it. But apart from that, he's not a dirty player. And just the hysteria with people going on about it just grinds my gears, Blarko. Okay? Grinds my gears. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's have a look back. It's been a couple of weeks, but we obviously didn't do a show last week with the buy and everyone mm-hmm. being away for school holidays and Matt cruising the high seas. Mm-hmm. Um, sailing up and down the Nile. Did you go through the Suez Canal? No, because the Suez isn't quite next to um, Alexandria uh, and then Cairo. So I was on the Nile, which is cool. Oh, wow. There and then, um, yeah. The Queen, Matt Leneves, the Queen of the Nile. Mm. Um, but the Dragons game. No, we're going back to the, the Dragons game. We're going to go, we'll quickly look back on the Dragons game. Um, that was our biggest win of the season. It was a 10-point win. Um, it was Double also, figures, baby. It was also a win that, at the end of it, like almost felt like a loss. Uh, you know, we, we got off to a good start. Um, we looked as though we should have had that game wrapped up pretty easily. But, you know, things turned south pretty fast and um, the Dragons came back in and, and you know, that uh, left edge um, defensively was was diabolical. Um Jared Croker didn't benefit from having Matt Frawley um, defending alongside him. But, uh, yeah, Croker missed nine tackles. 
You look, but he had a different partner on the other side of him. And like people coming out and saying, oh, that, I don't know who they were. I'm not going to name any names here. People coming out on social media saying that should be his last game. But hysterical, I, hysterical to, Raiders fans. Needless to say, I have not received very have, well by the Raiders faithful. Oh, plenty of people agree with me. I have softened my tone um, since then. And also, look, he keeps his spot in the side this week because really there's no, you know, Savage can't go to fullback, so Seb Chris can't go to left centre, and Harley Smith Shields can't come back up because he's injured. There's there's really no other option but for Croker to, to retain his spot. But that was his, you just as, you just can't stop. You, you cannot help yourself. No, that was, that was very. It was like he wasn't alone, but that was a very poor game from from Jared. And it was the worst game he's played since he's come back. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I don't, dis- was, I don't it, disagree. It follows up probably his best game, which is against the Roosters. He looked fantastic. Yeah. That sort of signature move to the outside and then the little pass, or yeah, no, it's one of those games. I've always struggled against Zach Lomax, and he came back, um, and he had arguably his best game for the year. They're playing a lot better underneath that new coach, but I, I also I watched that game after, like I do often when I'm in LA, and there was a lot of uh, talk online about how bad we were and how we were lucky to win it and all this sort of stuff. But I'd like I'd rather look at how good we were in the first half, and we we're yep. always going to run out of gas um considering we were missing how many middles we were missing a bunch you know horse wasn't there and papa um papa wasn't there and we we went with that odd bench rotation again which we'll get to this this week which is very different we had jack playing in the middle which you know he he's an effort player and he probably ran out of gas pretty quickly Mm. and then you know our combinations weren't great what's what scares me is I, i i you know knowing um not rick necessarily personally but knowing the way that he does value defence in the way that um, he has treated some players in the past. I'd be surprised if Frawley plays another game in first grade this year, unless yeah. we net, net, like absolutely need him. Because that I it wasn't be all it wasn't it wasn't all Frawley's fault. And I like I said, I like Jack in the middle, but that combination between him and Croker, it, it just Croker likes having um, Jack inside him because Jack's very decisive in defence. He goes, and when he goes, Croker goes with him. Where Frawley likes to sort of. Um, backtrack a little bit, give the guy a bit of space, show him the outside shoulder, and then try and catch them without really front-on contact. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't help Jared at all. And they were exposing that gap. They was, went after them every time. And it's it, it was hard to watch because you saw both of them. They, they they weren't sure when to go, when not to go. And and I think Hudson Young wasn't, you know, um, leading that line. And then suddenly we had bloody, we had Albert Hoppawadi rushing up. Yeah, he was before Jared out. And then we he was trying to oh, help mate, out. It so, was, yeah, he's got a tough assignment. But how good again? This how week, good was it to see um, Joey Tarpany score a, a famous Joey Tarpany try again? Like that mm-hmm. try he scored against the Roosters. It's just awesome to yeah. watch him skip across like that. It was against yeah. worse defense than the Roosters. I mean, we benefited from some. You know, our defense was diabolical, but the, we benefited from some pretty poor. Um, yeah, but wasn't at times. Wasn't it great to see Matt Timiko and Sebastian Chris just doing what they can do? Oh, Matt I mean, Timiko yeah. is outstanding. And he gets the $20 um, Raiders review with Blake and the Pork, Lance Speed Records voucher um, for Man of the Match. Come in three knees. Yeah, 250 metres, nine tackle busts, three line breaks, and two tries. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought at the start of the year I had him as my, my pick for the Meninga medal. I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought he'd sort of dropped out of contention. I think he's right back. Mm. He'll get th- he'll he'll have three points from that match, no questions oh, asked. There's no way you could yeah. say anyone was close to being man of the match in that game. He now has 75 tackle breaks for the season, 
which is double the next wow. Raider in, in Seb Chris and puts him Look, up with the very elite, um, very elite, uh, NRL look, But also, look, I thought Seb Chris had a good match and I thought Joe Tarpanay had a good match and Joe Tarpanay, yeah. the silent cheater, just keeps getting votes. Yeah. He keeps getting votes. He keeps getting votes. Zach, so maybe... good... Zach, Zach Wolford was outstanding. So, okay, so Zach Wolford, that's his first, that's the first game he's played 80 minutes and he yeah. had a, he and had a great, great, had a great game. game. He didn't, he made like 42 tackles or something, didn't miss a single tackle and not only is he making 42 tackles, he's whacking people as well. Um, and there's there was one of the um, Twitter pages that sort of does a bit of sort of um, play analysis. I can't actually remember which one it was. Um, I retweeted it. Uh, go back through our Twitter feed, you'll find it. Uh, highlighted the, the little bit of deception he did for that Rappers try. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I saw that. Short side. Yeah, it was, it was the, very um, good. If you go back and you look at I think it might have been our first try, um, the one that Hopper scored in the corner. Seb Chris does an amazing um, two things. So Seb takes the the ball um, when we're swinging to the right out to the opposite wing and he hits the outside shoulder of the centre and he runs and then he, he plays the ball and then there's one hit up and he runs quickly back around to get um, the, the the next play um, to link up with with the left-hand side backs. And, you know, so there's only one back between him playing the ball and then being the sweet man to score the try. It's, it's what yep. elite fullbacks do. And I think he's just getting better and better every week. It's probably Seb Chris's best game for us. So mm-hmm. we're going to need him that. to play that good again this weekend because, you know, we're coming up against a very formidable Warriors team. But I, I was really impressed with the way Chris played on the weekend. Yeah, I, I also was too. Look, I'll be very happy to see Papa back into the pack. Um, and I'll be very, very happy. Just see the stability, the, the whole side back there, big red and Hutto in there. And and let's just remember coming into this match coming up, we owe these Warriors something. We owe oh, them something. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think the team will be well and truly, you know, fired up. And it, I don't know if you listened to um, Jamal Fogarty talking during the week. Um, he said that, you know, in, in the game, uh, when we played the Warriors, the Crikers 300th game, they kind of went away from the game plan. You know, and we saw we saw a lot of individuals in particular. I think Jack just tried to do it too much Jack. himself. And the plan is to go back and stick to the game plan. You know, and if if we stick to the game plan, I think we're in. We've got a red hot shot um, in this mm-hmm. game. But now we should go to everyone's favorite. Ah, cloud of the week. Brought to you by. Okay, go again. Ask cloud of the week. Brought to you by. To be advised, it's 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 up for grabs. It's here. out there, people. It's up for grabs, people. It's up for grabs. I mean, look, we'll give another yell out to Dennis Carnahan and Rugby League the musical. But as once we said before, we are nothing if not for sale, are we, Blake? That's right. That's right. And and we'll sell out. You give us the cash. You give us the you know. You give us the contra. Blake and I are for sale. There's absolutely no question. We are for sale. So make an offer. We're listening. Anyway, ask me of the week. We've got a special one this week, Blake. Well, Lampus Chapman, um, who actually. Got to hang out with the Lampus Champions family at Rugby League the Musical. They had along. Mm-hmm. Uh but um they suggested uh well they didn't suggest, but they actually made comment on um Cooper Cronk. Cronk, this is Cronk. Roosters resting Tedesco was the best thing for him as a person, even if it meant the team lost. Do you also remember mm-hmm. Cooper Cronk a few weeks ago? Raiders resting Croker is wrong, and you should play your best player no matter what to win it at all costs. 
So on what a few weeks ago, I mean, obviously these guys are paid just to, to say things and have opinions, but a few weeks ago, um, Kronk, aka the Muppet, was up in arms completely <laughs> about the Raiders resting Croker, you know, ahead of his 300th game. But yeah, it's now it's Tedesco. I mean, the Roosters' season is on the line. There was an absolute must-win game for them against the Storm, and um, Tedesco is actually coming off by far his best Origin match. Yeah, was rested when pretty much every other, whether it was Munster, whether it was DC, pretty much every other player you can think of backed up from Origin except for 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 Tedesco. So while I don't have a massive problem um, with the Roosters resting Tedesco, if that's what they think they need to do or they want to do, um, Kronk is a massive ass clown for on one hand <laughs> saying that the Raiders should play Croker every single week, but then, you know, applauds the Roosters for resting Tedesco. Do you guys have any other ass clowns? It wouldn't be anything to do, of course, with with Cronk, you know, actually being, you know, on the coaching staff at the Roosters, of course. Of course, of course. Well, that's where I my ask kind of kicks in is, is just the agenda that um, NRL three sixty and you know that News Corp meeting just pushed because they're all linked. Like I don't mind it when some of the journalists get on, but if you think about you got Cronk who's closely linked with the Roosters, then you've got Braith and Asta a couple of nights ago talking about management and who should be. Who's got too much yeah. power, and who's got, and he, and he's hosting the goddamn show. And then, you know, you go back to earlier in the year, and why was one of the reasons Jack signed with the um, South Sydney and left us? Oh, because he mm. won a premiership. Well, Raiders fans, look at the ladder. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Look. It's just sometimes these things just—it's pretty easy to see through and see the agenda. I mean, Benny Elias thought Mitchell Moses should be the halfback for New South Wales for the next decade. It's just, can we yeah, his stop having? I'm, I know. Can we just stop having, you know, the same guys on tipping the same teams? It, like it's just it's a very insular, and it's pretty obvious to see. So, um, I you know I hope I hope um Jared plays another. I know. No, I don't hope Jared plays another three hundred. I just hope he plays on this weekend. <laughs> look, look, if if I got an ass player, but it, it's it's like a it's like an every week ass player. Look, I just want to call out Buzz Rothfield because. Oh, Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a toxic animal, and every time he opens his mouth, anything he does, it just actually makes me physically ill. You, I, should, I've done you, well. should, you should love Buzz because you know this whole Ricky Stewart for Origin coach. You know it's all driven by Buzz. Maybe it's all coming from Buzz. So Buzz yeah, and Ricky are on good terms again. It do, it doesn't mean I have. They to had like a falling Buzz. out. They had a falling out in the uh, when Ricky was coach at Cronulla. But they're, they're no, back. No, no, if I want Ricky coach. I don't know if I want Ricky coaching New South Wales. Yeah, as look, a New I South want... Welshman, I do. As a Raiders fan, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but all of a sudden, if he's the New South Wales coach, all the players who are thinking about whether it's Raiders mm. or not, all of a sudden, thinking to themselves, well, maybe if I'm being coached by Richard. Anyway, you know, not that that'd be, uh, you know, conflict of interest. We should really talk. You know, what? you should do it with his best mate. You should coach him with Craig Bellamy. Oh, you should. You should do it together. Yeah, they grumpy should. old man. Grumpy old man. But when they could back you can you imagine the fury in that dressing room? That'd be quite impressive after a while. Ricky's mellow. Ricky's mellow, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, need so te- one- you need to text her. You need to text her, Ricky, right now. And uh, in the texter, say, coach New South Wales with belly ache. Yeah, no, I don't think he wants to. You know, Sauron does not share power with anyone, mate. That's no. all I'm telling he's, you. He's, he's, he's blocked. Tim's blocked again, anyway. Um, I am not blocked let's, again. Let's, I, let's have I'm a look not... at the Warriors game. Uh, yeah. So it's on this Friday, 6 p.m. our time. Um, conditions that are forecast. Mm-hmm. 
are wet and windy, which I think yeah. is really going to help us um, big time. Because one of the things I actually noticed uh, when the Warriors came to town for that Croker match was, gee, they, had, they were doing everything really, really fast. Metcalf is lightning. Oh, my God, man. He is so quick. Um, and slowing the game down actually works in our favour. We can, If we can turn it into more of a, a sort of a, a down and dirty um, battle through the forwards, obviously the Warriors forwards are outstanding as well. They're like ours are. But if we can turn it into a forwards battle and then, you know, Jamal can use his kicking game, you know, look at the game against the Roosters. We won that off the back of towering bombs. Yeah, and, and think, in, in um, wet and windy conditions, we, it brings us right into the game. It does. Mm. It's, it's really gonna. It's really gonna help us because it's gonna slow down the ruck. When I, I watch. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed watching the Warriors this year. I think they've been great. They've been when great they're on, watch, yeah. when they're on, they are. I think the best team to watch in the competition. I mean, the cows are now looking pretty incredible as well. But and Penrith are just a machine. But I, I'm. I've been so impressed with some of the shapes that the Warriors are throwing at teams. And that last game against Cronulla was just exceptional rugby league. The time and space that um, SJ has and the way that he can find uh, CNK and then they wrap around to the right there, it's just it's as slick as I've seen for a very long time. But if we can slow down the play and really nullify what Egan's doing through the middle, then we have a chance. If it was dry, you know, I don't want to be the, the negative Nelly here. I would have thought um, the Warriors would win by 30 over there and then we'd have to oh. try and regroup to Matthew, I, I, we I, might have to send you to another podcast. I know, coming over, boys. But um, look, now that, well, uh, now that it's wet, I think I give us a chance. The game hopefully will be tight. Um, I, and then I, I, you never know. I give us a chance, no matter what. Look, it's on. The ambush is on. And look, I, I want to encourage all those people out there to gamble responsibly because you know what? When you put the bet on, you've already lost your money, and you you win far less than you, than you'll lose. But at the moment, the Raiders' most likely outcome this season has been a 1-12 to victory. At the moment, the betting agencies have us at $4.10 for that result. And that has got to be the second most likely result in this match, regardless of anything. We have a full-strength team. We have a team that owes these people for absolutely pantsing us in our biggest occasion match the other day. We have the Breaking Jared Craig's heart. And on top of that, the Warriors, although they haven't had to travel, are on a five-day turnaround. Now, do you know how many sides have won on a five-day turnaround this season? Two. And do you know what they've both had in common? They were both playing sides that were also on a five-day turnaround. Well, that's not happening at this cage. So there has not been a side that's been on a five-day turnaround where they've not been playing another side equally disadvantaged that has actually won. So We've got a 14-day turnaround, haven't we? Yeah, and we've won, our, uh, we've won both games off our bye, which is, yeah. a lot of teams are winning off the bye. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I and still, I would, I I would suggest you, I, I fear them too, but I think it's on. I personally actually don't like the wet weather because if there's one thing that really risks us, if we start getting the dropsies and we get a bad error rate, you know, one of the things that's really been playing in our favour in this season has been a low error rate. Whenever we've had a high error rate, we've had the crap kicked out of us. You know, we had a higher error rate against Manly. We had a higher error rate against Penrith. And we got the absolute gunk picked out of us. So I actually see the wet weather as playing against us, not for us. I also see what you say about it playing against them. But I, I think we're red hot here. If Matt Timoko can keep up his form and our forward pack can, you know, give better than they get, and I think they can, I think we're a red hot chance here to get, get here and, and win this match. And, gee, I'd really like to see it because... 
you know, it, there's nothing wrong with a side celebrating their victory and, and all power to them for doing it. But eh, at the end, they probably should have downplayed a little bit more in respect to Jared Croker. And they, they sort of didn't. And I sort of think they need to be one. That Sean Johnson one got to me at the end. That was the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, it, but that's it. How good was CK's um, try celebration? Do you see that, Matt? Mm. Against the Sharks? He did the gritty. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, with the kiss and the little love heart or whatever it was. No, it's the gritty. It's the glasses. Oh, it's the glasses. Don't you, don't you know about the gritty? I thought you watched NFL, man. Aren't you down yeah, with the kiss? Yeah, but... Aren't you down? You no, know I'm all about it, don't you, Tim? Yeah, I know all. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, only, I only know about it because my son's into it. I only know because they do it at soccer training when they still are. It's like, uh, the gritty. Yeah, all the kids do it. All the kids do it in baseball and Little League when they yeah. get over home plate. They start doing gritties and stuff. But uh, I didn't know you had to do the glasses or something. I thought you drop your hands down. Can't... Yeah, it's down and you bring up the glasses. Um, one thing we should say about the um, Warriors at home this season in the wet, they've lost twice at home this season to South Sydney and to the Roosters, and they have hardly scored any points in those games, and it's been in very wet conditions. Yeah, so that's that's yep. a, that's another good sign for us. But um, should we now have a look at the teams? We should, which we don't do for Tony Ferruzzi Body Works because they haven't come to the party and give us any money. Great sponsor of the Canberra Raiders, though. Look, for the Raiders, we've got the front row of Papa Lee and Joe Tarpanay with Wolford in between. We've got Whitehead and Hudson Young in the second row with Big Red backing them up at number 13. In the halves, it's Fogarty and White. And in the centres, Timiko and Jared Croker. On either wing, we have Jordan Rapiner and Hopawate. And then we've got Seb Chris at the back. On the bench, Starling in 14, Guler in 15, Sami Solo back from that head knock in 16, and Adam Mariota in 17. A good side there. For the Warriors, we have Bunty Afoa in the 10 jersey with Adam Fanua Blake, who we all love, especially from his manly days um, as well. He is like, Matt, you're talking about players at the Raiders going unnoticed by the media. There's a lot of players at the Warriors going unnoticed by the media this year. If He's pretty much the best prop in the league this year. He's trimmed mm. down. Little bloke. Um, yeah. yeah. And he's playing about 65 minutes and he's absolutely killing it. Yeah. AFB is on fire. And Egan, who has... Again, a really career best good- form. It has a great reputation of going through us too. Really rips our dummy half marking apart, so we're going to have to be up on that. Neocore is back for them in number 12. They've got Ford in the number 11 jersey, who I said who to last time and ripped us a new one. And then we got uh, Tohu Harris back at 13. In the halves, they got Simon Johnson. They got Luke Metcalf. We've already talked about how good they're going. Adam Pompey and Rocco Berry in the centres. One wing, we got Montoya. The other wing, we got DWZ. Now, Here's the thing about that man. Does he have soul glow in his hair? I think he does, doesn't he, Matthew? Uh, he does have soul glow in his hair. He's he on does. fire. So he is on fire. He is yeah, on soul fire. Glow. He, but but let's look at it. Coming to America. He looks like he has soul glow in his hair. Just another coming to America reference there. And, of course, everyone's favourite, CNK at the back. Look, even when he's ripping us a new one, I cannot do anything but love that man. I, I just, I love, I love him. He's the most wonderful human. On the bench, they've got Dylan Walker, who I do not love. At no, but again, no. he's playing really good football. You look at most of these guys um, yeah. in the Warriors team at the moment, and, you know, they're, they're, just, they're yeah. just thriving under Webster, the new coach. Webster's coach of the year, job, coach of the year, undoubtedly. Yeah. He's, he's going to get it. we got Mitch Barnett, doesn't like the Raiders at all, doesn't like Ricky, 15 jersey. Got Sinbin last time, going to come out. We've got uh, um, Thomas Arley. Um, in the 16 jersey, and we got Freddie Lussick. You know, you, 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 pronounce, you pronounce that correctly this time. 
Arlay. Tom Arlay, yeah, because last time you said Tom Ale, and I had to, I had to pick you up on it. Oh, I do like an ale though. Yeah. So sorry. That, that... <laughs> do you know who normally picks us up on, uh, or your picks you up on your in, incorrect um, pronunciations of, of obscure play? Well, I was going to say Matt from the um, Green Machine podcast, but I actually listened when I listened to Matt on the Green Machine podcast last week. He mispronounced routinely four names of um, the Raiders' biggest players: Jordan Rapiner. Matt Timiko, uh, Jamal Fogarty, and Josh Papali'i pronounced all their names incorrectly. So, oh, you've just got it in from Matt. You just got it in. From <laughs> no, me. I like you, Matt. You just want to, I like just want to slap. Yeah. Oh, that's like right. Me, you doesn't like him. But I tell him to his face. I say, "This is why no one likes you." All the time, and and I'm right. Look, you know, talking about people that you guys don't like. It's Arnie J. It's time to Arnie <laughs> G'day, Raiders fans. Well, I'm as surprised of any of you with our top four status and even more bizarre, we are only one win from top spot, but we certainly have our hard work cut out for us this week. The Warriors are a serious footy team and bar their South's loss, they have been on fire the past month or so. Their for and against is nine points better than us per game. They have close to double the amount of decoy runners in each match causing all sorts of problems for defences. And Andrew Webster should be winning Coach of the Year from what I've seen. Having said all that, we do have a few things in our favour. They are coming off a five-day turnaround versus the Sharks, who really brought the heat early for the first 15 to 20 minutes. After that, it was a complete shutout. We obviously had a very good rest with the bye, so let's hope that is a huge advantage. The weather outlook is poor for Thursday night and Friday morning in Auckland with heavy rain. It is supposed to clear up by Friday night, but we might be playing on a really wet deck, which will help nullify their attacking strike. So how do we win? We all need to get involved in some sort of rain dance rituals for Friday, for starters. We need to keep it really simple, play to the conditions, kick chase and let Fogs work his magic in the attacking 30 metre zone. Warriors score 48% of their tries on their right-hand side, so our left needs to be very sharp. They need to work well as a unit to shut them down. And this includes stopping our old mate CNK, who has been fantastic for them this year. Warriors concede 31% of their tries up the middle. This is equal worst in the comp with the dogs, so keep bashing them up the middle with plenty of crash plays. I really think we could get home in a close one here or get beat by 40. It really is very strange to look at from the stats point of view. The stats in general certainly aren't in our favour, but the buy and weather might get us the win. Enjoy your footy this week and go, you green machine. I think he's great. Arnie Jay, he's wonderful. I mean, who else brings you, can't, you the hard you can't, stats? You can't throw us under the bus and say that we don't like him. Can't no, I? we do. No. He's on the show. It's you we don't like. Yeah, I knew you didn't like me. Everyone knows. <laughs> I'm, not, no, I'm, I'm talking to Blake now. Oh, right. <laughs> I no, you I just, like no, I need, no, I just need <laughs> to stay on both sides of the fence or else, uh, I might lose a job. Um, <laughs> no, we love Arnie. <laughs> no, nah, you're, you're guaranteed to get your packet of chips and a, and a Mars bar, mate. I guarantee you. <laughs> the payment yeah, is coming yeah. through. Um, 
But um, yeah, no, we love Arnie, and thank you once more for it. And his honey once more is sen- uh, absolutely sensational. You need to look no further than uh, Phoebe last week's uh, last year's winner of the the annual prize for just how good it is. But it's time for the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Of course, the most popular segment of the show, isn't it, Blarko? It's up there. It's between this and Ask Clown of the Week. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got in twenty. We got Josh Curran now. This is a guy I would never have not included in the, the top 17, and he's not even in the 17. Well, so he, he, yeah, so he played on the um, on the right edge for the Warriors last week against the Sharks, but um, he's been in and out of the side a lot. He's had a pretty sort of disrupted year starting with the um, yeah, nightclub, incident. nightclub incident. He's still got to go to court for. Um, and I guess Neokore's come back from injury, so that's what he's made. Well, that's why yeah, Neokore's come, come yeah. back into the team. Um, Josh Curran, you know, Rod- we we need we need to sign an edge. I still think for next year. And Josh Curran, look, he's from Sydney. He's not a he's not a Kiwi. Um, he's someone I'd definitely have a look at. You know, for that yeah, no, right I, edge spot. I'm I'm for him as well. I'm I mean, obviously the nightclub got- thing's not great, um, but aside from that, yeah, no. he's he's a good player, and you think that you know he's. We get a start at most clubs. Well, look, as for the extended bench, he's got to be two Hardwicks. Then we've got Ronnie. Hardwicks. Yeah, he's a couple of Hardwicks. Then we've got Ronnie Volkman in the 21 jersey. I'd say he's a Hardwick. Uh, Half a Hardwick. Has he debuted? Has he, debuted? Has he played first yeah, grade? Yeah, Volkman's, Volkman's definitely has, played has first he? grade. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one. Maybe, maybe, I'll give him a Hardwick. I don't know if two Peaky's played first Half grade. Half Hardwick. Half Hardwick. Half Hardwick. And uh, Valia. Valia has played um, first grade, hasn't he? I still only give him half a Hardwick. Would you? Okay, yeah. so half, one Hardwick. Volkman, I'm giving one. Whether Bailey Sirenin. And current and current's two. Bailey Sirenin's With... Bailey Sirenin's got to be worth a Hardwick for, for no other reason than his dad played with Kevin Hardwick. All right. Yeah, maybe so that's half, got... maybe that's an extra half Hardwick. Maybe he's one and a half. That's, that's okay, an extra so half. Hardwick, so we got one for knows... Bailey. We got, <laughs> we got one for Bailey. We got two for Curran, so that's up to three. We got... A Volkman, one for Volkman, so up to four. He's then got his own got uncle, Harford. Kevin Hardwick. Then we've got... He used to bounce um, on Kevin. Kevin Hardwick used to change. Bailey Sirenin's nappies are here. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got two of Peaky and Valea that go things. So we've got five Hardwicks, five Hardwicks for the Warriors on the extended bench. So we go to the extended bench for the Raiders. We've got Frawley, Hardwick. we got Nick Kotrick, Hardwick. Half so Hardwick. To... Hardwick. Um, so we got two. We got. Do you know when we were talking about Hardwick. people that only played one game of um, State of Origin, one game wonders of State? Like I totally forgot Nick Kotrick. She oh, thought yeah. he. I actually thought he played more than one game, but I looked up the other day. Yeah, he played one game, and I think then he got injured, didn't he? I thought he played two. Then he, no, he, he only played, played, no, he he only played, played for Australia. He played a couple for Australia. Yeah, as well. he's never playing uh, Origin Tra- again. So we got Trey Mooney. We got a Hardwick there. We got Puru there. Oh, look, I want to give him a Hardwick, but he hasn't played first grade, so I can only give him half, half a Hardwick. hardwick. And, and then we got the wonder kid from the under nineteen scored a brace of tries. Ethan Strait. Oh, was it three tries? Yeah, three tries. Three, three tries in the twenty-two. Being rewarded for that form. Yeah. In the twenty-two jersey, there. How far could he be off? Half that? a that hardwick. Was a rampage. And so half it. So that's one, two, three. The Warriors so got four this, plus Foley. So we're we're talking, we're talking uh, one, two, three, four Hardwicks. The Warriors win the bench. It's just the way yeah, it is, that's... people. That's I mean, well, Josh Curran's one, he's one man of the match in the All Star game a few years ago. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. brilliant. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, I don't harp on the Nick Kotrick thing, but my God, you, you think about it, he's playing Origin not that long ago. 
He's yeah. still only a young man, and he's geez, he's really, he's really got to. Um, I don't know. He's got to do something, doesn't he? He's got to turn. He his, does. He's really at a turning point in his career, and I'm not saying that to we, be mean. We're all agreed. He needs to run it straight. Run it straight, Nicholas, Nikolai, Nicola. Sorry, run it straight. Now I tell you who does um, uh, run it straight. It's the shark. Bonjour, ça va, c'est mon Jean. Je viens de retourner de Paris and je suis stoked. I feel great. I'm reinvigorated. That vacation was incredible. I basically feel, you know, like a new person. I am Parisian now. Uh, it's great to come back to Canberra and reassess the rugby league landscape with this new set of eyes, this new perspective. Um, one thing that I thought about a lot when I was walking through the streets of, of Paris was, you know, why do we, whenever we're watching a game and someone does something spectacular, why do we always say, oh, put that in the Louvre? I mean, <laughs> come on, how pedestrian. Why don't we say, put that in Musée d'Orsay or Musée Montmartre, something like that, you know? Like, why do, we, why do we sound so plebeian? You know, come on, like, think outside the box. It's not the only museum in Paris. Uh, also, you know, I go to a lot of rugby league games. Uh, I go to all the Raiders home games, a lot of their away games. I go to lower grade games, you know. Uh, I try to get to as many games as I can. What is the fascination with beer? Like, don't you ever want to just crack open a nice red? Like, why can't we get a good, you know, like sometimes I just want a nice Grenache or a Beaujolais, you know. When I watch our teams go out there and fold, you know, I want to just be a little more sophisticated, you know. Just have a nice vintage in my hand. Um, so, yeah, uh, this week, the inaugural NRLW Raiders team goes out there. Zahar Tamara's on the team, one of my favorite players in the entire league. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, you know, our six is, I mean, the whole team, but I'm very excited to have her as our six. The Raiders men's team, I don't know, man. Going to uh, New Zealand to take care of business. It, uh, I don't know, maybe with the rain and, you know, the five-day turnaround for the Warriors. I mean, I'm just basically mimicking what people have said in the Blake and the Pork uh, Twitter DM chat. So, because I, I haven't paid attention to football at all for the last three weeks. So, whatever. Yeah, so the Raiders might win. Who cares? Uh, this week's Mark of the Shark, uh, we're going to go with Maurice Ravel and uh, Gaspard de la Nuit. Ooh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. All right, everybody. I love every one of you. It's good to be back. Well, he's been overseas. Hasn't improved him as a human or as Who a Who let him back in the country? I don't know. I, don't I, thought, know. He, I thought he'd been kicked out. I thought he'd had his, his, his citizenship revoked, but apparently he got back in. So, obviously, the good people at the immigration have to lift. And talking about that, it's time <laughs> for... Who's got to lift? I remember this. Look, I'm not going to single out any um, players in particular, but the people that are going to be have the blowtorch applied to them most heavily um, this Friday night and really need to um, come up with their best performance is our entire left edge in defense because um, the Warriors this year score, I think, 25% of their tries through the middle. 25% of their tries on their left and 50% of their tries on their right edge with mm. with Sean Johnson pulling the strings and CNK wrapped around and, and, and DWZ flying through the... I mean, uh, Alba Hawaii's got to really be watch for those crazy kicks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 that entire 
its entire edge. And obviously, Croak will be better with with um, Jack back out there to, to help him out. But yeah, that's that's we know where the traffic's going. You know, yeah, no, we also we, we, we managed to do it in that first game against them, and it wasn't until that fluky kick where DWZ. Zed got it in the very corner and got the ball down and got them back in the game. Was that a fluke or was that so magic? It was his skillful, mate. So he's, he, he's the best finisher at the moment in rugby league to leave the ground and get the ball down. Yeah. Him and the, it's just, and the way that he times his runs now, the depth and their their connection on that side, um, they, they, they can time their run so late that it just asks so many questions of the left side defenders. Uh, there was a Couple of excellent plays they did against Cronulla. Where you know, you know that that, that two... edge of Cronulla. Sorry, Matt. Do you know that edge of Cronulla? Of what they did to that edge of Cronulla last weekend. They, yeah, they ended there. Matt Moylan's career. Yeah, Matt Moylan this week gone. Wade Graham came. Also, Talakai gone. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Talakai's back in the middle there. But yeah, they've gone. They got kind of. I think they got kind of Tracy in the centers there, and um, they do. Teague Wilton's out. Wade Graham's rested. Uh, yeah, Calhoun's playing on the edge. Yes, yeah. it's, it's 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 it's. I just watched. They had Fanua Blake, and it might have been one other. Um, uh, it, might, it wasn't near Corey, so it was it was Curran or whatever right, running yeah. at each shoulder of Matt Moylan, the inside and the outside shoulder. And SJ could choose the, the face ball or the, or even the, the ball behind to um, C and K, who was so deep, and then. DWZ at just such pace coming off CNK. It's it's a really, really hard puzzle to solve. But, um, you know, I think we've got a better left-side defence when Jack defends there and Hutto Young than, yeah. than what Canala do. So. so my lift in in what exactly what you're saying there, Matthew Cameo, is Jack. Because what Jack needs to do this week is make a couple of indentations, three or four indentations in the shape of Simon jo- Sean Johnson's body into the field. By just going up and smashing him, absolutely smashing him. Because if there's one thing we know about SJ, he doesn't like being hit. And he, yeah. if he starts well, getting hit, he can turn into a touch football player and then he's nigh on useless. You cannot let him get his confidence up. And the best way to get his confidence down is by smashing him. And if there's a better person in the rugby league to sort out a half and absolutely bury them into the turf, I know no one better than Jack. So that's who I, yeah. who's got to live for me. Bury him. And our, ins- and our inside defenders have got to put pressure on him so he doesn't have time. If he can play in the line, then we're in trouble. Where if we've got Tarpany and Hutto Young pushing hard and getting to him as quickly as possible, he'll get gun shy. But, yeah. you know, Look, and I, they, I, that, that crowd, there's, they're, they're stacked. But the one good thing that I'm excited about is we do have a strong Kiwi contingent on our side and they yeah. tend to like to play back there. You know, we've got mm-hmm. obviously Rapper, Timoko, Tomoko, um, Seb Chris, who's in New Zealand yeah. apparently. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, found that, only found that out when they announced picked him for the World Cup squad this year. But you know, last year. But anyway, got Tarpanay yeah, there as well, and, and Papa's got strong links to. Well, yes. And look, I don't even mind giving up a try. Uh, you know, a try by having Jack race up out of the line and absolutely burying Johnson, um, just to make the state that he will be looking. You've got to make him hear footsteps. You've got to make him look because if you allow him to play like he's being playing in a dinner suit. He'll rip anyone apart. He he's having the last fling of his career, and he's absolutely loving it. You got to make it hard for him. Yeah. So Jack, let's wipe that body smile off his the face bastard. that he had at the um, at the end of the game. Yeah. Get buried him, Jack. after after that terrible mm. pass from yeah. Chris. Still scared about yeah. it. Um, reasons to be cheerful, of course. There are some. 
reasons to be cheerful. Part three. There are some reasons to be cheerful. We're in the top four. A lot of reasons. We're in the top four. I mean, you'd, you'd hear a lot, way a lot of people talk. You think we'd be doing badly, and you know it's all disaster. And Ricky uh, yeah, well, after the, the dragons, uh, after the dragons lost, people were literally talking. They were spilling it. The dragons lost. The dragons thinking, won. We beat we, the dragons. We, yeah, sorry, the dragons win. Yeah, but that's what the talk was like. It was like we'd lost, and everyone I said it felt like a loss. Dude, we're in the finals. We have won far more than we've, we've lost. We've won what 10 of we? our last 12. We've won, we well, we've won, won, won one and five. One and five. One out of four. One out of five. So we won in four before we beat um, before we beat the Broncos. But we've yeah, won so 10 we... of our last 12. And yeah, another reason to be cheerful is we don't have an outside back. I mean, I know in the end we didn't really have one last week against the Dragons either. But Ricky has finally seen the light. And you kind of saw in that press conference after Dragon's game, he kind of admitted that he'd seen the light in a few things. Um, and we don't have an outside back on mm. the bench this week, which of course yeah, means you know, the curse will mean that we're going to need one. Exactly. Yeah. We've, that's that's the hard thing for Ricky. And he admitted, he admitted it in that press press when he's had an outside back on the bench, we haven't needed it. We've lost a middle. And then when we've had a middle on the bench, not necessarily that much this year, but going back previous uh, seasons, we've lost an outside back. So yeah. touch wood. Um, well, look, at the I'm moment, right. if, if we lose one, it's got to be Hutto. Hutto's got to be the person who goes out. Yeah. And yeah I, he's the most mobile. I, of, of, I, of, I you meant to go to centres. Yeah, you go to Yeah. And another reason to be cheerful coming off that game against the Dragons, I thought Trey Mooney looked exceptional. He looked explosive. He did. He looked big. And he, he, he looks ready for first grade. He probably just needs to get a bit more fitness in him. And, and yeah. he'll, he'll be knocking down the door of playing in this side next year. So yeah, I, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to see Trey maybe even get another crack this year. And and, and Adam Mariotta, is, he's just leaps and bounds you know like he's almost mm. in front of Basami Solo as our yeah as our well, obviously I mean Gula, so Trey Trey was probably unlucky in some ways not to keep his spot but I think there is a bit of you know there's a bit of a pecking order and and Adder's ahead of him you know he's he's, he's basically a year yeah. ahead and, and Trey's and, also been injured this year a lot like there's been yeah. calls to get him in first grade a lot sooner we're forgetting that he's actually been out a lot this year injured yeah so let's, yeah and look, and baby Papa Arda is playing very, very well. And, you know, we need him to come up into that role because, you know, as much as we love Papa Lee, he ain't getting any younger. He ain't getting any younger. So the more game time that Arta gets, the better with that. You've got a listener of the week for us, Falake. I do. Well, I have a listener of the week pretty much every week. Um, occasionally you chime with one. But Daniel Boyle this week, the man who um, was brave enough to meet Arnie uh, Jay at the back of the grandstand in, in, in Wollongong and, and take a delivery of what he was led to believe was honey. Yeah. And he's, he's, yeah. he's he, he dropped it off to me. It's very yeah. sticky. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. dark, <laughs> sticky substance. Did, um, did he, did he, did he give something to Daniel to stitch? You know, did he slash him? Oh, you know, just know. Make apparently, sure apparently, that... apparently gave him some, he gave him some of his own honey. <laughs> So anyway, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Daniel. Thanks for thanks for um picking up the honey, man. Well done, well done. And there, there will be sh- shortly prizes again, by the way, people. Um, for those long-suffering listeners of this show, we will get on uh, off our asses and do that. Would be very good. We got merchandise though, don't we, Blarco? Of course we do. Um, head over to rugbyleaguemerch.com, pick up your Blake in the Pork t-shirts, hoodies, etc. Um, Raiders by fifty six is still the third best selling shirt on the site, but um. I'm a bit concerned because Raiders by two to six with a heart attack 
is just mm-hmm. behind it now. So we don't want mm-hmm. that shirt to sell better than Raiders by 56. I mean, please. Our lawyers, copyright please. lawyers. Are, yeah. They're writing up performance as we speak. Dare to dream. Dare to dream, people. Dare to dream. Raiders by 56. Oh, no. It'll happen one day. And when it happens, you'll say, I've got the perfect shirt to oh, I've got. I've got the shirt. Now, just before we go on because, to... I... Because when it does happen, guys, we will be this weekend back in the positive. We'll be plus one differential. Plus one. <laughs> Has there ever been a side in the top four with a negative differential before? I don't not, know. Not, but... not yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think so. And definitely not at the end of the season. Like I, I said, um, I look back into we did there were those years when we sort of stumbled into um the top eight in eighth spot mm. with a negative for and against. But yeah, no one's ever finished in the top four with with uh, a negative differential. And of course, always go on the sites, whether you're doing iTunes, whether you're doing it on Spotify, whether you're doing it on SoundCloud, go in, give us a five-star ratings and say, you know, give us some feedback. We love hearing your feedback, don't we, Blarko? We love your validation. Yeah. yeah. Even if and, it's just telling us we're crap. And subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. You get, you get it straight in there. It's ready to go as soon as it drops. Now, so. it, it would be remiss of us not to talk about this uh, before we leave the show for today, but Everyone, I want you in front of your TV sets at 1.30 on Sunday so you can actually see the debut performance of the Canberra Raiders uh, women's side coming up against the Sharkies. Um, excited doesn't, doesn't you know, like uh, the idea that we've got another side support and one that I genuinely think can go all the way in their debut season excites the living hell out of me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, after this, yes, yeah, so they're away this week. But then the yep. following week, um, they'll be game before um against the knights it's a, a double header it's a double header we get i think the women's game first and then the men's game second is that right yeah yeah um, we, we get that on. and you can come out and see the side um next week against the knights um at GAA stadium 3 p.m on a saturday and then after that we've got the tigers on sunday the 6th again at home at 4 p.m and then of course we go Win. down to play the storm on the 13th of august so of course another home game yeah, another home game down there. Um, anything else to add, Matthew? No, no. Just uh, I'm going to call my agent. I don't think I'm getting paid enough. Okay, okay. A meat pie, a packet of chips, and a Mars bar. All right, deal. And that's more than I get for the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than I'm worth. So no, anyway, it's, we, it's okay. We, we, we get a free shot this weekend. No one expects us to win, so hopefully we can go and play some attacking football and then come into this you know, last third of the season. I kind of broke down the season earlier uh, when we all looked at the way that our buy schedule fell, which was pretty decent. We had a we had a good little first run and then a buy, a good little second run around State of Origin and now buy. And now we've got to fix six or seven games um, straight. So You're like Kevin you know, Walters. You break really down different. the season into into little blocks. Yeah. And are, you I, like, I are, like, are you like South Sydney? Are you going to have a band t-shirt? Are you going to launch? You see that? <laughs> no. They've done a rip off of the ACDC shirt with with uh, yeah, SSFC oh, cool. with their tour oh, dates that. for the end of the season. And right, you know, you know when when Russell first games. when Russell first came to South Sydney, it was all about um, Armani suits, and now they've oh, got no. um, ACDC ripoff t-shirts. So obviously, he's tightened the purse strings up a bit as as, as he's gone along. Did you Boys ever wonder? Speaking of Russell and South Sydney, did you ever wonder what the um, chapter on the Canberra Raiders? in the Book of Feuds actually contained? Because it's never been revealed. I've got my theory. But do you guys, have you ever, ever thought about that? Have you ever? We used to bash him back in the well, Do you know what I, I, do you know what I reckon is? Do you know what I reckon is? The last ever game at Red, Redfern Oval, they played the Raiders. And I think we was leading, was it, what was that? 
88 or 89 and we absolutely we beat them like it was if it wasn't 56 to nil it was close in front of a full they were whipping boys yeah but that's when they were good they were good then that's when they were good and they were heading into the finals and we absolutely destroyed them they were the minor premiers i think and then we rolled matthew your Um, final thoughts on the week no, I, we get a free shot. There's a few. Um, this is going to be our toughest game, I think, for the rest of the season. I know we play Brisbane, but uh, yeah, I just hope we we go over there and we play like we did in 2019 when I actually got to go to the game and we put 40 on them. That was that's the last game. time. That's the last time we played in New Zealand. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, and that we were fantastic that day. Papa and Taps were just brilliant, and really, if those two um, get on top of um, their two their two props, that's where it's going to be one and loss right there. Yeah. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are... I'm Heather. Heather. We'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.